Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Here you'll find conversations from people of all different walks of life, sharing their experiences, the things the Lord has taught them, and things to equip you. Equip is based on Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, that talks about equipping God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That is our goal here, to build you up and equip you through seasons of ups and downs in life. Welcome back to the Equip Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gibson, and today I'm joined by Hannah Berry. Hannah serves on our worship team and is wife to Nick, and they have five boys. Today, Hannah is going to share about how she came to realize she did not have a relationship with Jesus that she thought she did. So welcome, Hannah. Thank you. I'm very excited to dive into this conversation. To start, will you tell us a little bit about your upbringing and early years around church and faith? Yes. Okay, so I grew up, my dad was a pastor, Um, so I've always been around church and grew up in a Christian family. My mom was a singer on lots of worship teams. She grew up the Griffin family singers. Um, And your mom has been in our podcast and did sing. Oh my gosh, yes. We'll link it. She, um, yeah, so just in every which way. I was in church every Sunday, Wednesday night, like Sunday night, Mm -hmm. Wednesday, Mm -hmm. every chance we had, we were there. You know, we were the church kids. So Mm -hmm. I feel um, that. We loved it and it was sweet and um, but growing up that way, I think that it did, um, it was hard sometimes as an adult to look back and, you know, a lot of people say, when I got saved, I knew there was a life change. And mm-hmm. I think that I always struggled with that. Um, so that will come a little later, but yeah, so that's how I grew up. I hope that's helpful. I had really six there were six of us, so I had a big family, and it was very fun. Yes. I have one brother, and I think if there were six of us, I would have lost my mind. Oh, it was so fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. We loved You're it. just the six little church kids running around. Yeah. yeah. Um, so during that time as a kid, did you make a decision to follow Jesus? What did that look like? Yes. Yeah, so when I was, I would say, I was probably like 12-ish, mm-hmm. my mom— which she is hilarious. She thought that some ruler had died. That was a prophetic thing and that Jesus was going to come back. And I will never forget, she was watching TV and I was in there and she's like, oh, he's about to come back, Hannah. I'm telling you, y'all better be ready. You know, she was so crazy. I was like, oh no. And I knew what that meant because, you know, I'd grown up in church. I knew. She's like, this is the end times. It's I was happening. like, okay, yeah. it's time. Like, I better do something, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm going to go to hell. So that is. When I believed I had gotten saved out of fear, you know, it was a fear-based salvation of, I don't want to go to hell. I want to make sure that I am going to go to heaven if I die. So I prayed the sinner's prayer. And, you know, from then on out, I walked as if that was my day of salvation. And um, that's when I really, it was, it was very hard for me when I grew up into like my teenage years, you know, and I would have questions and doubts to look back and say, did I ever have that life change? Because I grew up in a Christian family. You know, it's not like I was going out drinking and partying and like, you know, oh, well, now I'm I'm different. It's, it's like, well, I've always been this way. Mm-hmm. I've always grown up with good morals, mm-hmm. I would say. But, you know, where do you look and say, okay, but this is what changed me? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was really 
that was a hard thing for me, even growing up, I'm 31 now, mm-hmm. you know, to, to wrestle with. Yeah. So how have you seen the Lord continue to pursue you over the years? I have been through lots of trials. Our life has not been easy. Um, my father died from colon cancer when I was 11. And um, it was a traumatic thing that happened that also had a domino effect on the rest of my life. Um, from him dying, my mom got remarried um, very early, mm-hmm. and he was not a good man. They are now divorced, and but through all of my life, I can look back and see God's hand, you know, um, even in those horrible, horrible things, he was there. Um, and he was pursuing me, you know, even after that, I, I had, I just had my fifth boy, but I had four boys at the time. My husband, um, tried to commit suicide and through that, um, I saw God's hand through that as well. Mm -hmm. You know, he was there, he was pursuing me. I had moments where I felt him near, Mm -hmm. um, but also I knew that something was missing. Um, And I think that that was also me looking back. I can say that was God's hand too for how gracious of him for me to look back and say all these horrible things. And I still felt him near. Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful for that, that I wasn't um, completely um, broken with no hope. I had the hope of Jesus because I had been brought up with the knowledge of this is what it's supposed to be like. Mm -hmm. But there was something missing and I knew it, but I couldn't pinpoint it. I always say it felt like I was reaching and I wanted it, Mm -hmm. but I just couldn't grab it and I couldn't understand why. Um, And now I know, now I know why. I I didn't truly have it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It was a fear-based decision Mm -hmm. that was not an actual relationship yes. beginning. Yes. Yeah. Well, I love that the Lord continued to pursue that and what a gift that is. Uh, how did you come to the realization that you didn't have a relationship with Jesus? Okay, so um, this was in September. Mm-hmm. Um, I had just had my youngest in April and he was a terrible baby. <laughs> so I was taking him on a walk around the neighborhood and I thought, I'm going to turn on a podcast and listen to it. And um, I love J.D. Greer. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled up his church and was going to listen to one of his sermons. And the one that I pulled up was actually on James 2. Um, it was called A Faith That Works. Mm-hmm. And as I started to listen to it, actually, it was not J.D. Greer preaching. And I almost turned it off because I was like, I don't want to. I want to listen to J.D. Greer. Uh-huh. I love him. Um, but something caught my attention, which was the Lord and mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit working. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he was going over James 2, and he talked about um, a faith that works. And as he went through faith, he went through the different types of faith, which was very interesting to me. Um, James 2, he went through James two fourteen all the way through, I believe, 20. But the verse that really caught me was he said, um, he was explaining what he called demon faith. Mm-hmm. and 
you know, James 2, 19 says, you believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Mm. And um, he said, you know, the, even the demons have emotions about this God that they know is real. And that shook me because I was like, wait a minute. I've always based my salvation on this time that, first of all, I got saved because I was afraid. But also, I have had these moments of what I thought was genuine emotions about Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'm a worship leader. Mm -hmm. I've stood on that stage and led worship and cried and felt his presence. Mm -hmm. You know, I've walked through all these trials and I felt him be near. Um, I had emotions about this Jesus that I did not know, you know. And so he he began to to go through that and to unravel really my belief system. And it broke down to why am why do I do the things that I do? You know, is it because I have a genuine love for the Lord? And so I got home from that walk and I went and sat on my back porch. Shepherd went down for a nap and um I finished listening to the sermon and when it was over I just sat there kind of quietly. <laughs> Um, and I was shook and, um, God began to open my eyes to things that I did not realize. Um, my heart, he really revealed the reason that I did things. Um, and you know, it was all him. Like I can look back and say, he did this. Mm -hmm. He called me out and he, um, I began to look at my heart and be honest with myself of why do I do the things I do? Is it because I know who this God is myself and I love him? Or is it because I want to be seen as a good person? I um, My personality type is very much I'm going to do what's right because it's right. Um, and so, yeah, I had all these works that I could show that were good and to the outside world may have looked like I was saved, but on the inside, I wasn't. And so I went in my closet and I remember praying and just crying out to God to forgive me. And um, after that, very interestingly, uh, the enemy already started to sow doubt. And mm -hmm. I immediately was like, I don't know what just happened, but I'm not telling a soul. And I, <laughs> I'm somewhat thankful for this. Mm -hmm. um, because that was on a Friday, and I went all the way to the next Wednesday. I remember telling my husband, Nick, that night, like, something really weird happened today. Um, I don't know what happened to me, but something weird happened. And Nick was like, Hannah, you are saved. What are you, what are you talking about? You know, and I was like, <laughs> Nick, I'm telling you, something happened to me, you know. And so I began to pray through that. Uh -huh. And I'm thankful for that because— through that, God gave me even more assurance. Mm -hmm. um, from that Friday to the next Wednesday, I remember walking around my house and literally thinking, I feel totally different. Like, I, I feel light. Mm -hmm. I, feel, um, I feel new. Like, there's just no way to explain it. My desires had changed. Um, I wanted to read my Bible. I wanted to, like, not out of obligation. Mm -hmm. Not out of this is what I'm supposed to do. And there are times like that in our mm -hmm. in our walk um, where we have to do things out of obedience. But this was um, this was not a time for that. This was the Lord showing me mm -hmm. 
I have changed you, you know, um, second Corinthians, let's see. Second Corinthians five seventeen says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And that I knew that scripture, you know, mm-hmm. and that came to life to me. And so by that next Wednesday, I still didn't want to tell anybody because I was so scared. And I remember the Lord would not let it go. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember even thinking, you know, who cares if I got saved? Like, I don't have to tell anybody. They already all think I'm saved. Like, I can just, I'm saved now. I know I'm saved. I can just keep going. Mm -hmm. But the Lord was like, no. Not how that works. That's not how that works. We're going to do this. And um, I I couldn't sleep at night. Mm -hmm. I was like awake, like thinking about what is going on, like through the day, like it's all I could think about. He just would not let it go. And so finally Wednesday, I called Haley, my sister, and I was explaining to her what I had just walked through. Mm -hmm. And Haley was like, I remember her just being like, Hannah, like, I think you know what happened to you, you know? And I was like, that was the first time I, I really admitted to myself, but also to someone else like, yeah, no, this was real. Like he saved me. Um, and from then out, like, I had to walk a not very fun thing, in my opinion. Like, I had to go and tell a lot of people that already thought that I had been saved. You know, it really took... Um, Humility? He, yeah. He humbled me. Mm-hmm. Like... How did ha- those conversations go? Some of them were great and sweet. Majority of them were awesome and mm-hmm. sweet. There were some that people questioned me and were like, but why, why do you think, you know, why do you think you weren't saved? And you, and you know what? That's great. Like, I'm glad that they did because I had no doubt. Like, I'm not afraid to be questioned mm-hmm. at this point. Like, mm-hmm. I know what happened to me and there is no one that can take that away from me, mm-hmm. you Absolutely. know, and that is a beautiful thing. Like, I'm so thankful for that because that's what I was missing, mm-hmm. you know, all those years going from when I was 11 till I was 31, I didn't know. Like if someone questioned me, I probably would have been like, yeah, I don't really know, man. Like, but now I can say like, go ahead, like ask me all the questions. I know that he did it. Mm-hmm. He did this. I didn't, I did nothing. Like he came to me, pulled me out of a random day and pursued me mm-hmm. and loved me and graciously saved me. Mm-hmm. Like it was all him. So oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh, it's good. So um, after you shared with friends and family and they responded, what did you do next? My next step was to get baptized. Mm-hmm. So I was dreading that. But I did it. I came forward on a Sunday. Funny thing is, if you come to Green Acres, you know, the majority of the time, Michael will tell you, go to the Connections Cafe after the service Mm -hmm. and talk to somebody if you want to get baptized. Mm -hmm. This Sunday, for some reason, I just knew. I was like, the Lord is going to do, he's going to make me walk the aisle. Like, I I literally, the morning I knew I was going to do it, for some reason, I just knew. I was like, I'm going to have to walk the aisle today. Uh And sure enough, Gossett decides he's going to have an altar call, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, of course the one thing I don't want to happen so yeah the Lord just kept humbling me over and over again and so I walked the aisle down and it was so sweet 
Michael and Katie prayed with me. And then I went down to the Connections Cafe and talked to John Roach. And uh, that was a sweet conversation, too, of him just really listening to me and then also assuring me, like, that this was real, you mm-hmm. know, that what happened really did happen. And then I, I got baptized a couple weeks later. So sweet. So throughout this whole process, I know you mentioned the Lord has given you James 2 and Second Corinthians 5, 17. Have there been any other scriptures that he's kind of brought to mind through this? Um, or just mostly no, those two? No, I think those two were, were really um, the main ones, mm-hmm. yeah. I love it. I think it's so cool how he just uses scripture to assure us yes. and to point us back to him mm-hmm. and to take us deeper. Yeah. That's really sweet. Yeah. So what do you hope others will take from your experience? Um, my hope is really just to challenge people to really don't be afraid to be real mm-hmm. with where you're at and to question Um why you do the things you do, mm-hmm. you know? Do you really know the God that you say you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I wish, I mean, God is sovereign and and His timing was perfect, but I think that in our culture today, um, especially where we live, the Bible Belt culture is, um, if I'm a good person, if I do good things, if I go to church on Sunday, um, even if I have emotions about this God, Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saved. Uh, if I prayed the sinner's prayer mm-hmm. when I was seven years old, I'm saved. No, that's not scripture. You know, that's not right. You have to have a relationship with God. You have to, um, if, if you don't have a desire for him in your life and you don't want him to change you, you need to question Yeah, and you need to pray and, and, and really ask the Lord to reveal your heart, mm-hmm. and He will, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's my hope, is just that people will be encouraged to um, allow the Lord to truly reveal who you are to Him, yeah. if you know Him or not. Well, and it's a dangerous game we play if we don't allow questioning. Yeah. Like, we should have questions. The Bible yeah. talks about people that wrestled with the Lord and mm-hmm. asked Him questions and He's big enough to handle that. Yeah. And thinking through, I think it's Romans that talks about if you admit with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus yeah. died and was raised from the dead, you will be saved. Right. Like, that is our relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And it's not, oh, I'm going to admit this because I'm afraid of what will happen to me. Mm-hmm. It is a belief that the Lord is God. Yeah. He is sovereign. And I totally butchered that verse, but I'll put the real one in the show notes. <laughs> But that's what it is, and it's this continuing growth. Yeah. And it's so cool to me to see how the Lord continued to pursue you even without that full relationship with yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. It was so cool. really cool. Yeah. Well, Hannah, thank you for sharing your story. I'm so grateful not only for what the Lord has done in your life, but the fact that you have been willing to share that and talk about it. And I know that initial process maybe was a little humbling, yeah. but I think it's really cool. And I hope that if we have anybody listening who maybe finds themselves in a similar situation or has never made a decision mm-hmm. to follow Jesus, that they'll reach out. I mean, you can 
call our offices anytime and we'd love to have that conversation with you. But this is one of the most important decisions that we will ever make. Yeah, for like, sure. So want to make sure that you get it right, that yeah. you're right with the Lord yeah. and that you have that relationship with yeah. him. Well, thank you for being here. We have two questions we ask all of our podcast oh, okay. guests. Um, the first is, what are you learning? And the second is, what are you loving? Oh, gosh. What am I learning? Um, <laughs> I'm learning lots of things. <laughs> right now, I think that my main thing that I'm learning is to control my tongue, mm. uh, to be careful with my words, to think before I speak. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something the Lord is really Don't trying you hate to teach it, but me. also love it. <laughs> it's not the funnest thing to learn. <laughs> um, something I'm loving. Oh, gosh. I I don't know. I guess I'm loving my stage of life right now with the boys. They're super fun. Um, Elijah is 10, and then I go all the way down to Shepard just turned nine months, and he's finally to the point where he's, like, having personality and just being fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I'm loving that. I'm enjoying them. And, yeah. And I saw you posted the other day about your oldest feeding your youngest and yes, just watching so them sweet. take care of each other. Oh, it's so fun. I love that. Yeah. So precious. Yeah. Well, Hannah, thanks for being here today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Equip Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode drops. And follow us on social media to stay connected. We're at GABC underscore women. See you next time.